Episode 1, Ashes. Episode Preface. I'm hardly, can't say the words with the letter G in very well. If my speech isn't here enough for you, or you need help following along, please use the full transcript linked in the description below. Now, on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Dramatically Daydreaming. <laughs> I'm your host, Adam Weets, and thank you for joining me on this very scary but exciting new journey. How are you doing? You alright? Well, love that. Start with a question on a podcast with no one there to answer you back. Brilliant, brilliant start. I know in the trailer for the show, I said I would see you next week, and that was nearly two years ago. As you can tell by the sound of my voice, some things have changed in that time frame. One, I have a new microphone, love that for me. Two, I have cancer, and that's the first and last time I will mention it, as this is meant to be a podcast and a little project to bring me, as well as you, some joy. I probably will mention it again, knowing me, but that's enough talking about it. So, this is my first official step into the world of podcasts. You'll have to go gentle with me. Show me all the love in the ways every influencer and podcast host asks you for in the episode home section. So that's like, comment, subscribe, download, rate, give me five stars, etc. Just show me all the love, all right? Do uh, lots of sharing, or do a Facebook post or something, I don't know. Right, then to stop me waffling, let's get right into the show with the About Me section. Just in case you don't know who I am and have stumbled upon this podcast, I am Adam Weeks. I'm a non-binary actor based just outside of London. My pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I'm also a cabaret performer. And lastly, thanks to this podcast, I'm now a podcast host. Mainly because everyone else seems to be doing one. I'm looking at you, Tom Daly. Is there nothing that man won't do? I'm a graduate of RCSSD, which stands for the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. I promise I am not as pretentious as that title sounds. I promise. I was on their performance arts course, which I think has been placed under a new horse title, renamed the Experimental Theatre Horse. I'd have to fact check that, but it's defo worth checking out. And I'll talk more about my time at Central in further podcast episodes. I'm also a graduate of the fabulous Harnessy's Finishing School, and I'll talk more about Harnessy at the end of this podcast. Ooh, suspense and teasing you, keeping you right on the edge of your seat, hoping you actually listen to this all the way through. Please listen to this all the way through. Anyway, my career, back to my career. I'm a multidisciplinary practitioner, which is a posh way of saying I do a lot of things. Often creating work surrounding topics within the LGBTQIA plus community, topics surrounding gender fluidity, performances that can be spoken word, reading someone's audiobook, drag or theatre. And I've been fortunate enough to have worked with some of the most incredibly creative people in the fields of theatre, cabaret and live art. And I can't wait to use this podcast to tell you all about it, to tell you all about the people I've met, all the things I've done, and all the things I plan on doing. 
Now, as I said at the start of this podcast, I am still learning the ropes. My editing skills and vocals may still be a little on the sus side, as the kids would say, so please bear with me. Or even better, lend me a hand. Less about me, more about dramatically daydreaming the podcast. The podcast is often just going to be a little chat, me talking at you about all things theatrical, arty and creative. What's been going on this week in the scene? Angela Bassett did the thing. If you don't know what that is, I envy you. It also means you live under a rock, haven't been on the internet, or you haven't watched the BAFTAs. And what I say to you that is lucky you. That single line by Ariana DeBose has been around my head non-stop. She's tormenting me. Back on track with the episodes about, I promise. Some will be me talking to you like I am right now. But there's a twist. Ooh, I am with a dramatic flair to keep you listening. Yeah, I hate myself too. I know, I'll stop. Some episodes will feature monologues, poetry or performance pieces. So keep your ears and eyes open for them on their very special episodes. Some will be written by me. Some will be written by some of my collaborators. And would you look at that? Today's podcast is going to feature a monologue created by me. So cue the performance flatsen. Oh, wee-oo, wee-oo, performance flatsen. That's about as high budget as I get around here. You're welcome. I wrote this over the space of about four years. COVID-19 hit us like a brick wall, with everything grinding to a halt pretty much overnight. Venues closing without a second's notice, and we all sat in our homes, watched Tiger King, and gorged ourselves on conspiracy theories, banana bread, and online Zoom quizzes. And I feel I've just triggered half of you listeners out there, but it is true, and all I have to say is, where did the husband go? That's all I'm saying. For legal purposes, neither myself nor Milverson Productions are promoting animals eating husbands. But it is a bit suspicious. Anyway, Ashes. Ashes was a piece I wrote that started out as a reflection of my concerns for myself and my friends, as well as the sector as a whole, thanks to the impact of COVID, and the impact of the British government not understanding what the culture and the arts section truly is, other than a chance to appear on I'm a Celeb. I'm looking at you, Matt Hancock, idiot. And then it slowly developed into a heartache piece and a personal reflective piece due to my current medical circumstances. Please be warned that this performance includes one use of strong language. Enjoy Ashes. What really happens when the lights go out? In the black... Does the door finally close and we can start to row? Within the lamplight's low are the truths some don't want us to know. They are the things that have been kept behind the eight, that only yet set free when you finally make it inside. The hymns of the castle play a game with their eyes wide open. The rest of us are blindfolded, fumbling for a change in a rich white cis man's game. It's a game where everyone looks the same. We hoped from out of the flames a phoenix would rise, where we could start to see all colour, creed and size. Talent is talent. The time for change was yesterday. We are no longer scared to speak out. 
and we know the arts belong to all. The time has come for those at the top. They need to fall. The battle rages on. We have so far yet to go. Yesterday's struggles still harry into today, and I feel sidelined, watching from the back of the stands, stomping my feet and shouting at the top of my lungs, but I can't be heard. I had everything finally worked out. The time for my career was finally about to start, yet I was struck with a hearse to push me right back. When all you are faced with is darkness, it's easy to be overwhelmed. No light, no sound. You feel trapped. You imagine the faces in the room, but your eyes are playing tricks on you. It's all untrue. You feel your rasp on your work, on your career, slide through your hands like silk. No matter how hard you try and hold on, to rab and to rip, it slides and slips right through. So I'll watch the sand in the hourglass slowly drip through, but I'm not done yet. There's still so much for me to do. Watch this space as I'm on my way. I'm powerful, resilient, and really fucking proud to say that when a fire rages and burns things down, out from the ashes, hope, hope can be found. There you have it. That was Ashes, a short monologue piece that was inspired by COVID lockdowns and my current medical diagnosis. I decided to make it a short piece as to not dwell on negatives and to remember that even when things get really rough, and trust me, I know about that, use what means something to you to keep on going, to keep fighting, to keep creating. And that's just what I'm doing now and what the industry did during lockdown. We are unstoppable. So thank you so much for listening. That's enough focus on me, and it's time for my favourite segment I've created. Time to shine some light on amazing creative folks. This episode's focus is Marissa Harnessy and Harnessy Productions. So it's time to put them into the spotlight. I mentioned them very briefly at the top of this episode, and the time has come to talk about probably the most genuine, most hairy Habre live art creative I have ever met. And someone who is to thank, or blame, depends on which way you want to look at it, for unleashing the drab beast Adam and Eve out into the world. I am, of course, talking about the incredible Dr. Marissa Harnessy and her company, Harnessy Productions. A round of applause and lots of woo-woo-woos is what you should be doing at home, so I'll just pause for you to do that. You're welcome. Into the Spotlight really is my chance to put companies, theatres, artists, performers and practitioners on a platform. And I don't think there's anyone more deserving to be the first person for that to happen to than Marissa. Into the Spotlight we review the listener, a little bit of facts, a little bit of background... And each episode will have me lashing my love and support for them, so you're very, very welcome. But please, please, please do use the episode info box and the social shout-outs at the end to engage with everyone that I put into the spotlight. Because we're 
better together. And after the actual creative community had really learned that it should always be about love first. And God knows we all need a little love. I know I do. So I first met Marissa way back when I was a fresh-faced, as fresh-faced as you can be, as a 19-year-old with a massive full-on beard, during my specialist year at Royal Central. By that time, I decided I wanted to use my musical theatre background in a more freeing way, uh, a queer way, and I didn't really know where to start, because I wasn't on a musical theatre horse, so I had all this talent just going to waste, so to speak. Who? Harnessy Productions. Now it's time for the fact part. Harnessy Productions is led and ran by, and I quote, a self-described artist, showwoman, practitioner, researcher. And the company was founded back in 2004. Marissa had been making works long before the production company was formed as a solo artist. She was taking the cabaret and live art world by storm, and that is no joke, and she's still doing that. But now she's doing it under the banner of her own company, which is pretty damn fab if you ask me. Marissa is known for making both large and small scale types of performances, which often draw on the genre of spectacles, and no, I don't mean the ones you put on your face to be able to see. I mean spectacles like magic, illusions, sideshows, circus, funfairs, rituals, and I'll dive right into the history of work very soon. Nearly all the shows Honesty Productions make have a focus on audience interaction with the ideology Wow, I can't say that word. With the ideology, nailed it second time round, not gonna edit that out, we're all human, of what it means to be a showwoman. So let me try that again. Nearly all the shows Honesty Productions make have a focus on audience interaction with the ideology of what it means to be a showwoman at the heart of the piece. I nailed that second time round. With that in mind, they hope, and again, I am quoting here, oh, I sound like a right radio journalist saying all that, to make works that are accessible, provocative, rooted in popular culture that promotes cultural and political discourse. And to translate that to anyone not in the industry, it basically means she wants to make you think about the world around you, and she's going to make work that forces you to start doing that thinking the moment you leave, if not before. Now, I've popped a full rundown on the Dramatically Daydreaming podcast WordPress, only the highest quality of blog I use for this podcast, oh yes. I've popped infographs of all of the facts and the timeline of the company's work. As much as I could sit here all day and go through every single piece, I'm only going to chat about two or three things. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the description when we're done here and find the infographs that will tell you everything about the company. I think the most widely known piece Marissa has made, in my opinion, is all of them. But bars aside, it would be Harness's Yost Train. Going all the way back to 2004 and running, can you believe it, until 2014, the Yost Train was pretty special. Not only did it give work to people like Paloma Faith, and sorry Marissa, I know you hate it when everyone mentions that. Yes, she knows Paloma Faith. No, you cannot have her number. No, you cannot have her Facebook. Go away. Ooh, I'm tired and I don't even know her. There were lots, and I mean lots, of fabulous folks in that show. People like Rendalyn Christie and my fave Habaray mega babe, Harry Clayton Wright. If you don't know who Harry is, I would advise maybe not Google searching them on your commute 
or in public in general. Uh, all I'm saying is you might never look at an old-style vacuum cleaner in the same way ever again, or watch the I Want to Break Free music video the same way ever again. That's all I'm saying. Um, but they are fabulous, so I definitely would recommend looking them up. Now, Harness's Ghost Train was a show that took audience through a Ghost Train fairground ride like they've never seen before, featuring live performances, a whole host of magic and illusions. Now, sadly, no longer running, but if you did want to have a tiny peek inside the ride, there are some wonderful pictures on the Harnessy website, or you have watched the Monster music video by rapper Professor Reen, as his music video was shot during the train's residency on Blackpool Seafront. That's how amazing this woman is, and the people she works with are. The Ghost Train had a residency in Blackpool's Golden Mile for 10 years. Like, that's amazing. So, piece one. Now, Nessie's Ghost Train. Moving on to, not really a piece, but more of um, a soul, as she calls it. How Nessie's Finishing School, which I am a very proud graduate of. I'm a graduate of the House of the Old Foils Building. Uh, to anyone that doesn't know what Foils is, uh, it's a bookstore. And if anyone doesn't know what the Old Foils Bookstore is, it's just down from Tottenham Court Road, uh, next to where the current new Foils is, and the TK Maxx. High class. Uh, And we took over that building, and it was all very bohemian. It felt, at the time, rebellious, even though we were allowed to be in there. uh, But it just felt like we were doing something quite radical. Now, talking about Harness's finishing school allows me to talk more personally and stop sounding like a newsreader reeling off facts. But I'm going to start with a fact. Harness's finishing school started back in 2009, and it's still ongoing and going strong in various forms now. I believe a degree, you can actually a degree in Radical Cabaret, has just been created by Marissa, and it's definitely something looking at if you want to go down that kind of route. And Harness's finishing school birthed a numerous cabaret creatures, and all of us are Kihas. And I'm talking people like Jasmine Lee, Tallulah Haddon, Tom Hassani, Danny Ash, Harman Monoxide, Sam Reynolds, Oberon White, Charlotte Lassoff, Dwayne Nasus, and so, so many more. They're just the ones off the top of my head. If I'm being honest, and this is no exaggeration, meeting Marissa and then going on to graduate from the finishing school really changed my life. I thought getting into drama school and meeting my classmates and tutors was the pinnacle of amazing. But then along came this cabaret fairy old mother and went, All right, mate, over here, this is where you should be going. Let me help you. I don't know why I tried to turn her into Phil Mitchell there. She is not Phil Mitchell. Uh, and I will always be so, so, so grateful. I made a piece of work that started my career, basically. I performed said work in front of not only my classmates, my tutors and head of year, but one of the leading cabaret and theatre reviewers at the time, so uh, no pressure like. And after that, it kind of lit the fire under me, and I went on to meet the fab folks uh, like Laura Clifton, Lisa Lee, at the finishing school, and it was the first time that I also met people like Asha Finn, Reese's Pieces, uh, Oberon White, And I was welcomed into my new community with nothing but love and affection. For the first time in a long time, 
I was finally starting to believe that I am a star and maybe I made the right decision and I'm good at this. And I will never forget sitting on a sofa with Marissa after our first performance, uh, sipping wine, when she turned to me and said, you really don't see how amazing you are. Not just cabaret, but acting in general. You can do it all, and I can't wait to see it happen. Now, that's me paraphrasing, because at the time we were both starting to get drunk, but it stuck with me all these years, and all I can say is, Marissa, thank you. Thank you so much. That was Into the Spotlight and Marissa Harnessy and Harnessy Productions. Like I said, there was so much fabulous work, like her latest piece, Dr. Hannessy's Incredible Bleeding Woman, things like Taradrome that she's taken to Lastonbury. They are all amazing work about what it means to be a showwoman, about Jewish heritage. And obviously, I could sit and talk about them, but one, I am not a woman, so I haven't really got the authority to talk about what that means. And two, I am not Jewish, so I can't really talk about that either. But I would recommend either hopping over to the Dramatically Daydreaming blog post and finding all the information there, or going on to Harness's website and having a look for yourself. Now, all that's left to do is the social shout-outs. That's it for today's episode, and I can't thank you enough for being here with me as we start this journey. I know this podcast is a little bit short, and they are aiming to be a bit longer in the future, but I do hope you stick around for next week's episodes. Before I go, there's just time for the social shout-outs. As always, you can find me on Instagram at actor underscore weeks, or for all things Cabaret, you can find me at Adam N. Eve, that's Adam N with an N, Eve underscore drag. I'm on Twitter at actor underscore weeks, and online you can find all of my portfolio at www.adam-weeks.com. For all things Marissa and Harnessy Productions, you can find them on Instagram at Marissa Harnessy Productions, so that's M A R I S A C A R N E S K Y P R O D U C T I O N S. That sounded like a speaking spell there. Uh, Marissa is also on Twitter at Harnessy Prods, so that's P R O D S, and online at harnessy.com. All that's left to say is I've been Adam, you've been you. Thanks for listening. Be lucky and lots of love. Bye-bye. Dramatically Daydreaming, the podcast, is a Milvery Thune production. All rights reserved, 2023. For more information, please visit the A-House website.